right, everybody. Welcome to the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on the Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. Around the table we go as you hear us pour. Dirty Derek, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Freddie. How are you? Outstanding. Dr. Johnny Blindside from Exit 190 Beer Deli. How you doing, buddy? Just in time. Outstanding. Of course, on his knees once again, we got Backyard <laughs> Billy. And he didn't even start drinking yet. Oh. Come on, man. <laughs> no, I was just... That's that was compromising. That was a very low blow. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, man, I meant you were down on your knees going to grab a bottle of beer to open it up. That's what I meant, and you're taking it all out of, out of context here. I'm sorry. <laughs> and in the room, we also have ourselves another Fred. How you doing today, Fred? Not too bad. Fred's going to drink some beer with us, and he brought some killer swag, didn't he, Dirty Derek? He did. Outstanding. We have some uh, great stuff. This is Fred Meyer from Susquehanna Brewing Company. So we're going to be uh, working SBC our way. SBC in the hizzle. We're going to be working our way through all these fantastic beers. We're still getting everything set up because we were all over the place today. Most of us wound up going to 81, and it was, uh, thanks, Freddie, it was a terrible yeah, mess. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> I don't do traffic on Saturdays. I'm sorry. They only Freddie has a helicopter that flies them in and drops hey, them off right in the I uh, only get five apples a week to do traffic. I take one <laughs> apple per day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'm off from traffic. So, okay, I'm sorry well, about the on-your-knees remark, too. All right, Billy? Backyard Billy? Well, we're apologizing. I still love you, man. All Come right, on. right back at you. All right, Derek, get this shindig going. Well, let's see. What are, what are we going to work our way through first? We're still emptying the cooler out. Yeah, we're just kind of digging through stuff here. We have our uh, pretty much a more of a seasonal focus today. Brought some pu- uh, pumpkin ale, our Oktoberfest, our uh, So Wheat, which is a nice more of a summery beer. But if you take a little uh, local cider and mix it together, it's kind of a nice uh, fall shandy. So brought about, some braces cider with me. Do you want to do the Hop Five first? We'll do that. Yeah, one. sure. Dig right, into we'll, our. Uh, we'll do our, our. We'll do the dig Hop in. Five. Hop Five. So we're gonna start out with the Hop Five IPA. All right. We're very on top of the game today. Yeah, all these sound effects today, <laughs> man, too. Yeah, no, this is a, the noisiest we've all been. Right. This is a nice, uh, when we came out with this one, it was our first, kind of we're pretty jealous of the breweries right. that were around for 20, 30 years, mm. got to start off on the ground level. So this is a traditional English-style IPA, bottle-conditioned, so it kind of has, has to be timed properly with the next brew because you inject a little bit of the fresh wort right, right into it. Gives a nice little finer bubbles on top and it's just a nice, a little bit uh, crisper, more piney focus rather than the uh, citrus side to it, but it's a, it's a nice drinking English style IPA. Yeah, it's only 6% too, which is nice. Session beer, session beer. <laughs> a little bit outside of the range of that, but you know, for some people that that's perfectly within the range of a session. All right. <laughs> Why'd you look at me, Derek? <laughs> yeah, way out of range there. Gasoline's a session beer for you, Kennedy. Said that before. Unleaded, though. Unleaded, All right, right. So what are the hops in this one, Fred? Well, uh, Willamette, Liberty. Boy, I have to actually even look at the back of the bottle because it <laughs> has five hops, and if you don't uh, look at them regularly, you kind of lose track of them. Let's see. Willamette, Mount Hood, Bravo. Backyard Billy emptied the cooler. <laughs> what the hell's with the dead airspace, man? Yeah. Like a baseball game. Backyard uh, Billy. Backyard Billy emptied out the cool, 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 oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, we kind of focus more on some uh, yeah, old we have, heritage we stuff. Have, in this one, there's there's Bravo, Willamette, Mount Hood, English Progress, and Liberty. So that's what we got going on in this one. So that's a uh, yeah. You're right. It's not it's not as uh, citrusy focused as, no. as a lot of the other ones can be. No, but it surprised us. We uh, it's pushing 60 IBUs on it. So it's but it's still it's just kind of I think the uh, unfiltered style. Yeah. The yeast really kind of, uh, I want to say, 
blunts the hops, but it kind of brings them together, so you still get the the bitterness and the flavor out of them. There's a sweetness that goes into this, too, that's, it, that's different the, uh, than a lot the of this. fresh word, so it probably has a, it's got a little bit extra sugar content yeah. in it. Dude, how much beer did you bring today? Because <laughs> Backyard <laughs> Billy's still bent over. <laughs> wow. Oh, he, 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 dude, he I did the beer out five wow. minutes ago. Dude, I didn't... Wow. I didn't <laughs> There's going to be some backpedaling here today. No, I didn't mean it like that. I meant oh. like you were bent over in the cooler, putting all this beer <laughs> up on, on the... On the counter. Just help my man Fred. I'm, you're always hooking me up. I forgot he's Fred too. Yeah. All right, that's gonna be weird. <laughs> All right, I didn't mean it like anything weird. Like not that there's you anything wrong with that, weird. but I Come mean. On. Bill right. was busy foraging for more products. All right, cool. All right, where are we at, man? Because you guys keep distracting me. Well, with it, with this, Fred, was there a what was the conscious the thought behind not filtering? Because usually with with the IPAs, it's a or a filtered style. Like, we really tried to go back to, like I said, this was the first IPA we made. I want to say the fourth beer total we made. So it was just kind of the first ones. Our first few beers were uh, wanted to be more heritage styles. You think Golden Cold Lager, Bavarian Beer Hall beer. Even our English, our stock ale, six gen stock ale, is just a kind of an amber English ale, like a working man's ale. And this. Hop 5 IPA is really made in the traditional way. It's unfiltered. It's bottle conditioned. It has more of the English style hops in it. So this is more akin to what an Englishman would have drank 100 years ago. I would enjoy being an Englishman 100 years and, ago. And if you add up all of our drinking experiences, it's about 100 years worth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess for those who aren't familiar with the brewery, for what, what's... I guess even taking a step back before the brewery, your, your family lineage within the, the beer industry... How about that leading up to the brewery, as far back as you want to go? Oh, well, it kind of <laughs> goes back. It's really, Susquehanna Brewing Company is a, really a meeting of two families, but my family's history in the brewing industry started, boy, about 1835, when my great-great-great-grandfather, Charles Stegmeier, apprenticed in uh, Baden-Württemberg, Germany. You don't even look a day over 100, yeah, I exactly. swear. But then in uh, 1849, got on a ship, sailed to New York, and it was pretty cool that gets to New York City, lager brewing was such a new technology, gets to New York City, and literally it's no lager breweries, breweries here, son, keep going, go to <laughs> Philadelphia. So he ended up in Philadelphia and worked his way up through the ranks of those breweries and eventually met a, a man named John Reichert, who sent him up to Wilkes-Barre in 1851 to brew the first lager beer for the... Uh, Basically, the coal miners up yeah. here. That's a tight story, man. That's a tight... I mean, coming from that to all these different bottles that we have now in the studio for experienced beer drinkers. Now, these are not guys that are just looking for a buzz at a in a parking lot party. Like, these guys know how to drink beer. So, as... Being beer aficionados as Billy, Johnny, and Derek, isn't that cool pretty much? Like you're coming from like the basic root of Northeast Pennsylvania brewing, and now you're sitting here with this assortment of fine craft beers coming from that. That's and really like, neat. Like you were saying, you know, that's like pretty much hanging out with my great, 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 great grandfather stood on a field with a stick and a ball, and he went to this area talking about this new game they were kicking around. They told him to go here, and they started playing baseball. It's kind of like like a story like that. So it's really cool to have you in the studio today, especially with that killer swag that I'm going to look to pull an XL out of when you guys aren't paying attention because you're so enamored with these beautiful bottles. I just think that's really cool that you are where you're at today coming from that lineage as you speak. And these gentlemen get to drink all these different beers from that line. It's really groovy, man. No, it's awesome because, I mean, the, 
a lot of the craft breweries you see coming online now, not to dissuade anyone or put anybody down, but Buddy will. A lot of a lot of them are just, you know, first time brewers starting out and then their garage is a little hobby. Like having that kind of history behind it that, you know, led to this is is a different uh, look as opposed to most craft breweries. Most craft brewers aren't gonna be able to say, Oh, dates we you know, I've been involved with this family wise for you know, almost 200 years. Like, no, it's more like two <laughs> for some of those. If Mr. Riker and your great, 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 great grandfather knew that you were standing here now with the likes of us, oh, they'd, be in awe. they'd jump out of their grave and slap you down, silly man. Nah, they'd be liking you on Facebook. This is what, what you've done? This is, they would stop. They would say, why don't we jump in the mines? You know what I mean? <laughs> Screw this brewing if that's where it's going to go. <laughs> you know? But no, it's actually, it's kind of, that's the... To me, the most fun thing is uh, when I was, it was actually one of the coolest trips I've ever been on in my life. When I was 20 years old, my dad and I wanted to get into the brew pub. My dad closed Stegmeier in 74 when I uh, moved over to the Lion Brewery, and he just never lost the bug. Like, it just kind of was one of those things that he just wanted to get back into. So I'm going to say 1998, we got out of the car and hit the burgeoning craft brew scene in New England. Hit 14 brew pubs in four days all throughout New England. and But that's what they were. They were guys that just had, you know, think of the Fritz Maytags and the, mm-hmm. you know, the Ken Grossman right. that said, I just want to do my own thing. So they're, they're still the inspiration. I mean, you get a lot of ideas. It's a really collaborative industry. That's excellent, man. And, and these different beers. And I know we started off drinking a beer. And people were enjoying it. Uh, John's glass has to be dry by now. (laughs) So there it is. I wasn't lying. So we're going to take a break for a second. We'll get assembled with this next beer. Hanging out with our good friend Fred from SBC in the Hizzle. That's good times, man. And all this cool swag, which you'll get an opportunity to win in the second half of the show. So you're going to stick around, but jot down or punch it into your palm pilot, the helophone number. So you have it. You don't say I didn't give you a big enough chance or a time period to call in and win the swag. 855-777-1023. Helephone number. I am the original Dirty White Boy. This is the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on Sports Hub 102.3 and BC Sports Radio. Have you been searching for the perfect engagement ring or an exquisite gift for a special occasion? Rainbow Jewelers is where you'll find it. Rainbow Jewelers, consistently voted the number one jeweler in the Wyoming Valley, has a large selection of GIA and EGL certified diamonds, engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets and earrings. Rainbow Jewelers also has wedding bands, birthstone jewelry, mother's rings, all high quality at the best price. Plus, they sell citizen brand watches and offer jewelry repairs. Rainbow Jewelers, 789 Wyoming Avenue, Kingston. Open Tuesday through Saturday. Foreclosure is hard on every member of the family, but your family is not alone. If you're struggling with your mortgage, there is help. To learn about the government's Making Home Affordable program, visit makinghomeaffordable.gov or call 1-888-995-HOPE to speak to a HUD-approved housing counselor. It's free of charge. Visit makinghomeaffordable.gov or call 1-888-995-HOPE today. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, NeighborWorks America, and the Ad Council. I can't believe vacation is over. I wish I could live here. Yeah, this place is a paradise. I'm really going to miss all the awesome 
beer. You don't have to travel far away to enjoy your favorite beer. Beer Boys in Wilkesbury is the craft beer lover's paradise with 72 beers on tap along with the area's biggest and best all-day, everyday pricing that can't be beat. Beer Boys, 176 North Washington Street, Wilkesbury. Visit beerboyswb.com for an updated all-day, everyday list and view beers on tap. Hey, fantasy football fans, football season is heating up. And who doesn't love the excitement of picking your team? It's probably the best part of the season. Well, get this. You can do that any week when you play in one-week fantasy football leagues at FanDuel.com. This is next-level fantasy football. Every week is a whole season at FanDuel. You play for real money, and winners get immediate cash payouts. There's no season-long commitment, so you only play when you want. Plus, you can play in fantasy football leagues for as little as $1. Nothing beats the excitement of living out a whole season of fantasy football in just one week. Every week is a chance to win big at FanDuel. And right now, FanDuel is giving you up to $200 free. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it up to $200. But hurry, offer ends this Friday. The only way to get up to $200 free is to go to FanDuel.com, click the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter the promo code FOOTBALL8. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com, promo code FOOTBALL8. If you're looking to get cash for your broken and unwanted jewelry, go to a reputable jeweler who's been in business for a long time, not one that appeared because the price of gold went up. Bring your broken and unwanted jewelry to Rainbow Jewelers. They're professionals and deal directly with the refiner. Rainbow Jewelers will tell you what your gold's really worth and pay you what it's really worth. Rainbow Jewelers, 789 Wyoming Avenue, Kingston. Open Tuesday through Saturday. And we do it again. It is the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on Sports Hub 102.3 ENBC Sports Radio. I am the insignificant, significant one, the Grand Marshal in the Parade of Ill, and we're hanging out here with a roundtable of beer aficionados in the studio. And Dirty Derek, you're enjoying a second beer there. We are. We've cracked open the uh, right. Southern Rye IPA. This is a uh, very, very enjoyable Rye IPA. The, the Rye IPA style is kind of one that if it's not done in good balance, the, the spice can get a little unpleasant for some. Uh, I mean, rye is a tough one. I mean, it's a tough one to work with as, as it is. It gets very sticky, kind of can screw up a lot of stuff if you're not careful with it. Right. But uh, no, I went down uh, a few weeks ago. I did a little thing on, for the weekender on, on the Susquehanna. And, and Fred and I talked about the The story behind this beer is kind of interesting. Fred, how did the... Maybe well, go through that one. Talking about we uh, one of the best events in the Northeast is Philly Beer Week. It's arguably the biggest beer event in the country. It's a 10-day celebration of craft beer in Philly. So we wanted to, we're working with our wholesaler, and they said, what are you guys going to make for Philly Beer Week? And we said, what do you want to make? And they just kind of looked at us. We're like, well, no, really, it's your show. You know, we're, we were 12 months old, right. not even at the time. And so we worked with one of their uh, salesmen, craft brewer specialists, slash home brewer. Right. And he came up with this recipe and was, all right, we could scale that up. We had to uh, kind of substitute a, some different hops. So we went a little bit in the left field and grabbed some experimental ones from a hop steiner based out of Germany and just kind of came up with this one. It has a third of the grain bill is rye. So like Derek said, it is thick and viscous. You yeah. can put it on your pancakes <laughs> in the morning. But I think it, um, it kind of balances out the aggressiveness of the hops pretty well. It gives a really nice mouthfeel to it. It has a Hopsteiner Experimental uh, 05265. <laughs> I love uh, that. I love when they go through Some that. Southern Cross and uh, some uh, Simcoe's. No, it's really nicely balanced. I mean, that, that's what's... 
the, the Rye IPA is kind of one that I've had a few that I really did not care for um, because of the rye, because some people that aren't good with brewing, and I'm trying to think of a nice way of phrasing it, can kind of go a little too heavy-handed with it. When you go too heavy-handed with the rye, you I mean, you'll see it. When you pour a rye IPA that's a little too much, it'll be so dark, uh, a lot thicker. It's the, the hops are like, it's like drinking, uh, what was, remember Orbit? I don't know if you guys remember that drink that had those little <laughs> little things just floating in it. That's what it reminds me of, that the hops are like stuck in this. Floaters. Like, yeah, it, Floaters. it just, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of when you, when you get a beer that's like, like that. And that's, that's what it reminds I don't know why I think out of Orbit's, but I, I just, I remember buying that drink once. And it was the most foul thing ever, like little things exploding in your mouth, you know. Right, Fred? We're, yeah. we're looking at Freddie for a comment on that one. I'm reading something, man. I'm letting <laughs> you guys drink beer and stuff. No, I hit Billy twice with uh, two, um, <laughs> two on his knees comments. Well, is that where you're going? Undesirable remarks made toward his. <laughs> he he took them the wrong way, obviously. No, come on, I still love you, brother. So I'm just trying to keep the lid on this cookie jar over here, and you guys are trying to bait me out of the cage. It's like throwing a kitten to a pit bull. Why are you doing Whoa, that? Oh, jeez. Didn't go that far, but well, I read something on Facebook that put that in my skull, so oh, it wasn't cool. Glad I didn't see that one. No, you didn't want to see that one. I marked that do not read thing. This on uh, it. back to the beer. Yeah, uh, this has, has quite a tang on right on the edge of your tongue yeah. when you're drinking it. That you, you get it full and then it comes back kind of around in, uh, in a circle on your tongue, and uh, the, it's quite flavorful, especially at the end, the finish of it. Yeah, it's nice having the, the Simcoe in here is really nice. Like, it's very well done. Like, you get a little hint of it, but Simcoe is a hop that we've talked about many times before on here, the old cat pee that can kind of come through if you go a little too much. Mm, and it's cat nice pee. driving <laughs> over the bridge in the spring on the Cross Valley, man. That's a better way of describing yes. it. Yes. <laughs> but, no, it's, it's done really nice. Like, you get a little bit of it, but it's definitely not overwhelming. It's all... In balance with one another. Thanks. This was a fun one to make. What do you think, Billy? You've been quiet. Well, yeah, no, other I mean, than getting made fun beer, of. No. <laughs> well, no, because his head's been down I, in the corner here. <laughs> I'm just, I'm in the cone of shame here in the corner. <laughs> no, no, no. No, this, I, you know, the thing I think about this beer is, and, and you just said it, it's balance. Um, like you said, with the with the rye with the rye malt, it, it could, it, it definitely can go one way or the other. Um, it, it's interesting. You, you take a couple ingredients that too much of like Simcoe and rye, and you're able to blend it mm-hmm. uh, seamlessly into a, a tasty, tasty brew. It's it's amazing. I you know. Oh yeah, it's very it, very enjoyable. Now, Fred, you made a, you made a remark. It was a fun beer to make. What does what you know? <laughs> drinking too much beer, yeah, but it was um it it's grabbing the uh, one of the best resources we have is right. a young kid named Philip Dawson. Okay. He is Hopsteiner's rep, East Coast rep. He's 26, 27 years old right. out of Pottsville. So we're trying to spitball ideas around with him, and he's like, "I have these hops." And we pretty much used up the entire East Coast supply the first oh, year wow. he had them. So he's a hop stealer. Oh, he's fantastic. And he's he just a hop bringing us. I've learned so much sitting around with him and Guy, like right. just different uh, smelling like the Bavaria and the Mandarinas. All the Germany's trying to play catch up in the hop world now. Wow. But they're putting their own little spin on it. So, I mean, they're just. Uh, just coming from a recipe home brewer, wholesaler guy, using Philip uh, Dawson to be able to source the hops and the ingredients, process. and then watching, I'll never like 
we were talking about the thickness and of the rye, and a guy pulled me aside and says, Fred, I just, you gotta check this out. And he poured the first runnings, and it was so thick. He's like, just <laughs> let you know, I have no idea what this is gonna be. You That's know, cool. just kind of setting, uh, setting it up, but it, he knocked it out of the park. And you guys are drinking that now? Yep. That's awesome. What now. do you think about that, Billy? I'm sorry, I pulled you away from the mic. Before. No, that's fine. It, it, like I said, it's 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 uh, it's perfectly balanced between the 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 malt, you know, the rye the rye malts and the uh, and the and the Simcoes and the experimentals. Um, one thing I always wonder: how challenging it is it, Fred, to actually source hops for a brewery and and get get this, you know, get those those products and and the things that the beers that you want to send out there how, how challenging is it to uh, source those products well it, it takes a lot of forward planning we have our contract signed through about 2018 right now but you could get whatever you want as long as you're willing to pay for it <laughs> yeah. that's why oh, some cool. of these ipas be, get obnoxious just like a front row seat at any that's game it. you know you can get your hands on anything yeah, the, the, I would like to do a show on hops one time. We'll get around yeah, this. Unless, actually, in here, you're like, the Weirbacher was nice enough. They released some of their extra Simcoe's. So yeah. they didn't, I don't think they put a penny onto the pound they paid for it. We just drove down, picked it up. and So that's what I mean. Like, guys, if they don't need them, they let them go. Yeah, there, there's a lot within the hop world I think people don't really, I mean, there's no reason for the average beer drinker to know about the, you know, politics of hops, I guess. But uh, there's a lot within that. Like, you know, some of the, the hops are trademark. Like, you can only get them from specific places. And if you don't have contracts already set up with them or you can't buy in the volume that they want you to, you have to go to secondary sources. And a lot of breweries, what they'll do is share with one another because sometimes they'll have hop contracts, like I was saying, and they'll get X amount every time sent over. And maybe they don't use all that. Well, if they don't use it up, it's going to go to waste. So sometimes they'll sell it, you know, very cheap off to someone else. So they're at least making some money on it or they'll just give it away. And that's how a lot of the, the, these hops, like the Simcoe hop is one. You know, a lot of these hops are very hard to come by. They're very uh, in vogue right now. And there's a lot of hops that are coming to market, too. Like Fred was saying, in, in this one, there's actually one that's not even named yet. There's a lot of hops that come out that are just the, red, the registered name as a number, like a patent number type deal. And that's what the name will be for the hop until they have enough that it's gone to crop and it's fully in rotation. And then someone will come up with the name for it. And, and having ingredients that are hard to get to, uh, certainly, I'm sure drives up cost because that's your product, and that's you know that's you need it. that. And if it's limited, you got to pay more for it. Then that's the price here. And that's where like it's you know some people look at the cost of some of the beers and yeah. sit there and ask how much it costs to brew. That's why I think that your your um, what do you say is your German hop rep, the, the Dawson guy. Yep. He he must be like the German hop Nazi. No hop for you. <laughs> yeah, he's great. You Actually, no more. it's not uh, Dawson came out. It's Philip Davidson. D- I feel Davidson, like he's okay. a great guy. He takes care of us. That's good stuff. That's a great title for a book you said before, Politics of Hops. Maybe one of you gentlemen or all of you should let them know about the story behind all that because that is interesting. Those are interesting facts that people probably want to know when you hand them a glass and say it's 11 bucks or 9 bucks or something like that. The novice is going to look at yeah. you and think, I could get this for 250 No, you cannot yeah. get that from something with a Miller Lite tap on it. No offense to Miller Lite, but you know what I mean? If you're going to drink a beer of this quality, the time and the effort that goes behind it. Especially I mean, with, with these. It's great to share that story. You know, the IPAs, the double IPAs, all these things that are out there that people will see, you know, that'll cost 15 or $20 for a 12-ounce bottle. Well, when you're getting something that they say, you know, Dogfish had 120 minutes, usually you'll see it between 10 and $15 for a 12-ounce bottle, and people scoff at that. It's an 18% alcohol, ridiculously hopped-up beer. The amount of hops that goes into that. I remember there was, there was a show on years ago in A&E called Brewmasters that was all about right. Dogfish Head, 
And they actually had one where he had to dump a batch. Now, this was five, six years ago, so it's gone up a little bit since then, I'm sure. That's not a good day when you have to dump a batch. Well, he had to dump a batch. It literally, they said the cost of that batch, just to dump that batch, was a half million dollars. Wow. That they had to dump because it got infected. It won right. Yeah. And that's that's what winds up happening in breweries, too, and people don't understand that. Like, that's going to happen in breweries. You're going to have to dump batches sometimes, and that's a complete waste of ingredients, especially when you're getting into some kind of souped-up beer like that that is so expensive to make that you're talking about a half million dollars in ingredients for a beer to make. So the emotion of anger comes in <laughs> when yes. you have to dump a batch. That's when you need a punching bag sitting in <laughs> Maybe this is a dumb question, but I'm curious. In a situation like that, is there an insurance that's available, like kind of like a home insurance or, you know, something work-related? That'd be related. awesome. Fred would love that one. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, actually, we got away with that one time. We were uh, brewing our first batch of Oktoberfest, and a lightning storm came through oh. and knocked out power. Gone. <laughs> so the insurance company did understand, like, we had a few thousand dollars of malt sitting in there. And after, I mean, if it's kind of have a motto, if it's not, if it's not perfect, it's gone. Right. You know, so there's no screwing around. Like, Yeah, some some breweries will, <laughs> and this is a, a kind of a, a dirty secret. Sometimes breweries will have something that will get infected and, oh, we're going to do our first sour beer. A special release. <laughs> oh, man. And that's some some breweries will do it. And I, you can understand because of the costs involved with stuff. Sometimes they, they really want to do everything they can to not dump a batch, especially when it's something, you know, they're in their garage. Like, that's, you know, a lot of their money tied up into one batch. And there has been accidental successes in something yeah, that went wrong the, with the beer, and they yeah. turned out to be something great. Yeah. Chemistry. Interesting. Chemistry. That's wild. So there's there's a lot of stuff within that. I'm going to start a business which insures bad batches. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Bad batch beer. You got it. Triple no, B. Just call it bad batches and see who gives you Make call. your first installment, Fred, today. If you want, just leave 500 bucks right there. <laughs> That'll cover you for the month. It's all good, Bill. It's available for you, too. Like if you don't do a perfect Lone Ranger roll on your T-shirt or what, what are they called? Lone Ranger rolls. I have no oh, yeah, idea. I don't know where you're going. <laughs> All righty then. All right, drink a beer, boys. We got another beer coming up shortly. Do you have to clean some glasses there, Derek? Because I do. do know that I have some advertisers that want to uh, run in this space, and that could be you as well, too. Just track me down somewhere on the street. I'm around all hours of the night kicking around, <laughs> so just reach out on the Facebook or something, and I'll come and see you. Backyard Billy, what do you got going on this weekend, man? You must have had a great weekend. We Where did. were you off traveling this year or this week? Guam, Brazil? <laughs> You're like the Jay Peterman. Just a little bit close. close. <laughs> you were close. You were close. close. New York. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Guam is close to New York? Yeah, why, why not? Outstanding. Right? Little Guam in New York. Little Guam. Ge geography. 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 Outstanding. We have another beer. What are we drinking when we come back, Derek? We're, we're going we're gonna, to uh, sow wheat. A nice wheat beer, and then we're going to oh. do a little combination with some uh, apple cider with that one. Yeah. You can't taste it at home, but you can go get it if you want it. Yeah, you guys are pretty yeah. much anywhere in this area. You're going to be able to find them. You're going to find them at Backyard. Yeah. You're going to find them at Cooper's. You're sure. going to find them Pretty much any bar you're going to find yeah. around here, you're going to be able to find some SBC somewhere in the... SBC in the hizzle, Dizzle. <laughs> Fantastic job. All right, we're coming right back. Wendy's presents The Shusher. Dinner and a movie is great, but the library? Yeah, we can check out movies here for free. Nice. Oh, sorry. Hey, let's hit Wendy's for a great deal on dinner, too, and check out some junior bacon cheeseburgers. Nice. You I'm getting me some bacon. Saving doesn't mean settling at Wendy's with favorites like the Junior Bacon Cheeseburger on our right price, right size menu. Now that's better. 
prices and participation may vary. Cooler weather also means higher energy bills. Luckily, the Home Depot now has 15% off select special order windows and doors. So let's make our own forecast. A cool fall upgrade from top brands like Masonite, American Craftsman, or Gelguin, followed by lower energy bills and a 100% chance of saving. Let's do this. 15% off special order windows and doors. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. Valid through October 1st, U.S. only. See store for details. I can't believe vacation is over. I wish I could live here. Yeah, this place is a paradise. I'm really going to miss all the awesome beer. You don't have to travel far away to enjoy your favorite beer. Beer Boys in Wilkes-Barre is the craft beer lover's paradise with 72 beers on tap along with the area's biggest and best all-day, everyday pricing that can't be beat. Beer Boys, 176 North Washington Street, Wilkes-Barre. Visit BeerBoysWB.com for an updated all-day, everyday list and view beers on tap. New members play $200 on us only at Mount Airy Casino Resort. Now through September, sign up for our Players Club, play your favorite slots, and we'll come your losses up to $200, and that's just the beginning. You'll get exclusive benefits like discounted or free rooms, great deals at our restaurants, and much more. Join today and play $200 on us, only at Mount Airy Casino Resort. Legendary fun. Visit MountAiryCasino.com for more details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Eventually it's going to happen. You'll turn and your engine won't start. Don't lose your ability to get around. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts for a super start battery. Whether it's a reliable economy, hardworking premium, or powerful extreme, you'll find it at an everyday low price. Don't let a dead battery slow you down. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. As a referee, I pay attention for a living. While I'm busy watching the game, I need your help keeping an eye on the stands. If you see something suspicious, make the right call. Tell a law enforcement official. If you see something, say something. It is used with permission by the New York Metropolitan Transportation Authority. It's Dracula's Forest Haunted Hayride's 31st year as the area's most frightening Halloween attraction. Dracula's Forest is open every Friday and Saturday in September and Friday through Sunday in October and Saturday, November 1st. Visit DraculasForest.com. All right, we're back here on the Beer Geek Radio Hour. Sports Hub 102.3, NBC Sports Radio. My name is Freddie. I am the original Dirty White Boy here with my fine cast of characters. Got Derek, I got Dr. Johnny Blindside, I got Backyard Billy, and I got our good friend Fred from the Susquehanna Brewing Company here with us today and all these fine beers. Derek, where are we for beer number three? We, we are uh, working our way into now the, the So Wheat. And, uh, what? <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> so what we're doing with this one, though, this is a nice little concoction we have with uh, half sweet, half apple cider. Half and half, roughly. No, it's really up to your personal yeah. taste. It's kind of a, called an Appleweizen in Germany, and it's really a uh, guy will do 10%. I like 25%. You can really do whatever you want, but it's a way of taking, like, a nice... Uh, the sweet's a nice kind of... Um, I want to say a summer beer because if you really like them, you could drink them all year mm -hmm. long. But it's a way of taking a, a lighter, more refreshing beer and putting it into the season with a little uh, local pressed cider. Nothing is more in the season than local pressed cider. Just don't have too much of it. Otherwise, you're going to have an issue. <laughs> just going just gonna to throw that one out there. <laughs> no, this is, this is fantastic. The, the So Wheat is, is a really good 
Uh, just a really good example of style. Very light, very refreshing. The yeast comes through really nicely. So I'm sure a fair amount of people have had that one out there. That That's a really good, easy-drinking beer. And combining with the cider is just... I never would have thought of it. I'm not. I'm really not one to combine beer with with things like a mixed drink, like the uh, beer cocktails that are popular. But I would do this. That's a dirty panty. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I'm just saying the, the dirty panty. That's the that's the, the you know, that's like the framboise. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never been much for the, I mean, they're, they're delicious. Yeah, I, I just that's just never been my thing. I don't know, but this th- putting, but this is nice. putting cider in yeah. it kind of like the the wheat beer um, knocks down that um, the the syrupy part of the cider and makes it lighter, and really the mixture of it is very smooth and mellow. Well, it's nice little bit of carbonation within it too. It's funny because uh, I've really grown to love Hefeweizens and wheat beers, but they're arguably as polarizing as IPAs. Yeah. Like some people just don't like yep. them. So, like you said, it's kind of a way of bringing. I like the, my favorite thing about seasonal beers and seasonal styles is it starts to introduce flavors to other people that would never try them. And I know a lot of people who like the uh, a shandy type of beer because it's less um, direct in the in the different beer flavors. Yeah, it's and cut, It's, it's more fruity beer. and it's a little sweeter and it kind of gets them into, and they go from that to the next beer. That's how you get them in the door. You just got to keep, you got to introduce them to different tastes, different flavors. And, oh, that was pretty good. A little bit. We got a catch. We got a hook for you. Come it. over here, sweetheart. <laughs> We're going to make you a beer drinker one day. <laughs> so... No, this is really enjoyable. It's it's really very fall-like, and now we're starting. I mean, other than today's supposed to be 80, which is kind of weird. It's football mean, weather, man. But the it, leaves are changing. and Yeah, we're, we're nice. starting to get into that fall, so this is nice. Always Any, any type of cider this time of year is just enjoyable. And throwing a little bit of a kick from the alcohol. What, what's the so eat ABV? 5%. Five, try yeah. to keep it... You know, drinkable for, uh, you know, when you... We try to... When we come up with the beer, we try to think, number one, when are you going to drink it? So mm-hmm. Always. <laughs> but you know, like the, <laughs> the, the me, Southern Rye hits, John is uh, not starts the average touching 8%. That <laughs> eh, comes out in February with the hop slams, things like that when it's colder. But, you know, the Hefeweizen, the So Wheat Hefe, and the go- I know I my buddy and I pretty much made a living on it this summer watching the World Cup. Well, Freddie yeah, so, said people are, are, bi- you know, are polarized because between the wheat or the IPA, I guess I must be bipolar because I'm like, like huh. you know, both ends of the spectrum. But it's like, it's a big <laughs> Confessions with John Kennedy. Here we go. <laughs> now, the idea is that, that all people who, who don't like it, like you said, can, can because it's not offensive in anything. So even if an IPA person, it's not something that's yeah. so overwhelmingly sweet or something that some other wheat beers yeah. might get really... And, and I'll say this, a lot of people when they think of wheat beers tend to think of mass-produced ones... They're a lot different than this. This is a much more, the grain bill, the flavor profile of this is much more of a traditional, there's a lot more care put into the ingredients. So when you're thinking, if you don't like a wheat beer and you had a uh, something that would be in the sky and is colored blue maybe or something, <laughs> um, d- try something else again. Try try this if, if you were kind of, or even if you do like that. Try try a so wheat. It's a much better variation of of. There's a lot of mass produced wheat style. The, the beers craft that, stuff is going to have more flavor. Yeah, be, be there, there's a lot flavor. of that. That's kind of where a lot of them went. And and this is not meant to be any kind of sexist comment, but a lot of it went that way. And they were trying to appeal to women. That's where a lot of those breweries went. And that's what they were trying to do. And that's the demographic they they targeted. And you can see that with a lot of the commercials that they had initially. And and uh, a lot of them now are trying to cover themselves as being pseudo craft in the commercials that they're doing. But that's what they were going after with when they first introduced those beers. 
but they weren't really going after uh, true drinkers of the style. But when you have something that's more in line with that, the the yeast comes through more, the the, the malts come through more. And it's much more in balance, much more refreshing than. A lot of those types are. And any brewers that put pseudo in their beer, we don't want to drink. <laughs> what did you think, stuff. Bill? I just saw that you took well, a taste. I just, yeah, I just tasted the um, the so wheat without the uh, without the cider, and it just it reminds me, uh, you know, traditional. You know, you're getting traditional um, heffy wheat beer flavors. You know, banana, clove. Um, so when you, you know, if those are if those are flavors that maybe. Um, like Derek said, it could be polarizing one way or the other. You cut it with a cider, and you know, you could be yeah. you could be right back in the door with it. So, to me, this is a. Um, we always talk about gateway beers, <laughs> pe- beers to get people, yeah. you know, into the craft beer world. This this could be another outlet, and it seems like every week we find maybe one or two beers that like may. You know, some person may right. take a shining to. So. Beginners, beginners, just try yeah. it out. Yeah, it's not going to be offensive. That's it. I mean, that's you know, as a bar owner, that's kind of my job is to get get people get people into- drinking. <laughs> yeah, they're right. my yeah. idol. I mean, but but also get them drinking yeah. quality products. Yes, and, responsibly. And- yes, yeah, we, we say on here all the yes. time. Like, don't don't discount a style for a specific beer that you had. That's not the whole gambit of the style. That's one variation of it. And also, it could be just one bottle of it. We've all gone through, we've all opened up a bottle of our favorite beer and it's been skunked or it's something. It's been loaded with pseudo or something. It's yeah. just really nasty. <laughs> or some, something happened to it and we, we were kind of you know, beer. a little put off by that. That doesn't mean it's the whole thing. That just means it was that bottle. So always don't just discount something because you had it once and say, like, oh, I don't like that style. Taste it again. Try yeah, it again. Just try it again. Try some other variation of it. Because we were talking before about pumpkin beers, which we're going to have later. There's so many pumpkin beers out there, but there's so few that taste exactly the same, which is amazing within that, because really you're dealing with the same ingredients with everything. It just went over one billion pumpkin beers. Wow. <laughs> Kidding around. This is what we need a camera for. Billions for- <laughs> and billions. Excellent. Well, here's the deal. We have some cool swag to give away from the Susquehanna Brewing Company. Thank you very much, Fred, for bringing it in. For bringing it in. Can I take a look at that? Let me take a gander of that stuff you got over there, Fredzo. Don't let him touch it, Fred. <laughs> you won't get it back. <laughs> All right, that's not that's not cool. <laughs> Fred, Rick hey, you behave. made the admission before. What do you say? What are these pretty cool tins? Yeah, these are cool tins. Yeah, we got. It's just a Susquehanna Brewing Company tacker, kind of. It's it's nice to see your own name on a piece get, of metal. Hey, you got your man cave. You can throw up on the wall. See your name in the metal. <laughs> you need to see your name in the metal too, backyard Billy. Every day, buddy. I look in the mirror, right? All right. These are cool, man. <laughs> Listen, here's the deal. I'm going to give away a tin with a T-shirt right now from the Susquehanna Brewing Company. Um, we'll do his and hers. How about his and hers T-shirts plus a tin from the Susquehanna Brewing Company? And this is going to look bad A-double-S-S in your own little bar or something like that. Or your own man or woman cave? Yeah, man or woman cave. We're on both sides of the fence today. Or Billy, you're always on both, happen, both sides know? of the fence because he's in the backyard alehouse. And when you have a backyard, you have it fenced in. Hello. Right? <laughs> That's it, man. <laughs> All right, here's the deal. Telephone number 855-777-1023. Make it happen now. Caller number nine. Speaking of some metal, this is Crocus. Long stick goes boom here <laughs> on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. Crocus, don't even laugh at Crocus. <laughs> the stuff's going down. You laugh at the Crocus.
wow. It usually helps when I turn my microphone on before I say, oh, wow. That was Crocus Long Stick Goes Boom here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour Sports of 102.3 and BC Sports Radio. Billy Boy, what do you? What else you got going on this week? I, I want to come hang out and I want to have an enjoyable meal this week at the Backyard Ale House. I'm going to do that. Well, we, you know, we do have our Fall Fest coming up, our <sighs> sixth Fall Fest, which right. I think SBC is going to be there. Yes. Yeah, I just saw the, the, the tweets coming out. I'm sure John and Kevin will be down. But, yeah, that's coming up in uh, October. It's six years. It's hard to believe that it's six years, man. Six six years. And, Billy, I'll be down there for at least one or two of the nights to do some samplings of some primo stuff. For a couple two tree? couple two tree. couple two tree. Have a a swig or two. Between the twos and fours. Absolutely. Between the twos and fours, buddy. (laughs) Zing. All right. Well, we're moving on now. <laughs> Let's get a second hour, Freddie. What the heck? We got some more. No, time. we. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. That'd be pretty groovy. Well, now we've cracked into the Oktoberfest. Now we did our we did our Oktoberfest here last week, so we're we're all kind of acclimated to the old Oktoberfest. We'll style. have to do approach to Lee yeah. Burke. <laughs> oh yeah, we, we should have Lee here to build. He could start talking to us and correcting us and <laughs> <laughs> talking in German and stuff. So what can you tell us about this one, Fred? What, what's what's your take on the Oktoberfest? Well, it's really just, uh, this is kind of my sweet spot. This is my, just good German lagers are my favorite thing in the world. But this is a traditional Martzen style. Nice blend of uh, Pilsner, Crystal, and some Munich malts, which is pretty neat. It actually comes pre-blended. We uh, are pretty turning into a pretty good importer of malt direct from Germany, Bamberger Maltzery. So it just comes in like guy gives them the grain bill, and it comes pre-blended in and pull the string on the sack and it starts going through the mill. So it's just a nice, rich German Martzen style malt, good cold weather beer. This is very sweet and malty that uh, right on your tongue it just kind of like lays there and coats it very nicely and uh, for, and again an American, we talked last week about the Oktoberfest styles, the American usually more hoppy, this is more of the German style that's uh, a little less uh, aggressively hopped but a lot smoother. It's funny, like Guy is such a, and we try to, like we said, there's so many craft breweries, everybody's trying to do their own little thing, and so we just try to stay focused, we like, uh, you know, we'll get out of our comfort zone making different styles, this and that, but when it comes to the traditional beers, think so wheat, Bavarian, half of ice, and Oktoberfest, I mean, you really want to go back to, we try to make good German beer brewed right here in northeastern Pennsylvania. No, it's very smooth. It, it is much more of a, a traditional German. You can tell, like you know, last week we had the Einger. It's it uh, has that malt forward flavor. Hops are there for balance, not there. To, they're not as pronounced as some of the other ones we had last week. They were the more of the uh, the American style. But very very easy drinking. What, what's the what's your ABV on this one? Uh, touch over six. I want to say six oh, two. Really? It's a little over six. Don't even get that at all. It's hidden completely. Billy. It's a deep, deep copper color. I mean, just yeah. looking at it, uh, you know, and obviously we, we tasted, what, five or six uh, Oktoberfests last week? six last week. <laughs> and uh, we I, I, don't, I don't remember one is, is actually dark as this, yeah. so it's actually pretty cool on the, the grain bill that's coming in just to see what it's, you know, see, get that, that dark, rich, uh, multi, multi color and, and flavor. So it's, it's very, very, very tasty. Yeah, it's much more of a, like almost like a, a warming characteristic to it. And I mean, it's from the, you know, well, six, six two. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that, that'll, that's a Mars and yeah. that'll come up and 
It, it might wallop you a little he bit. Still, he can still drink it by the liter, but he might have to drink a little slower. Wait, what, what's, what's, the, what's the Stein name now? Remember? Maskrug. Maskrug, yes. We have one good student, Lee. Prosit. The beer geeks do uh, pass the test, Lee. Yeah, that was the one we kept getting corrected last week because the, uh, the beer stein we gave away, everyone was... Yeah, the Lichtenstein <laughs> that yes. we gave away. Freddie has nine dimples. different names for him. With the dimples, right? The dimple. Yeah, we have the dimple. Yeah, we gave away the, dip, the dimple Lichtenstein last right. week. and uh we did. <laughs> Weapon. Sounds like a bad porn. It's a weapon. <laughs> well, that's what it was. That's what I said. It's a weapon, though. Big and thick. All right. Oh, God. Where, where are we at? Oh, where are we at? We got to get back here. You know what? I will say, 50 minutes in and we derailed. We actually went 50 mm-hmm. minutes before we What's derailed. What's your fault? You notice I'm trying to sit back a little bit and <laughs> let all you geekos, nerdos over there just um, speak oh. beer and stuff. Well, you know, it's one cool thing. You know, we, are, we we got to take our staff down to the brewery, what, about a year ago? Some Somewhere in Tight. there. And you want to talk about in Northeast PA a... a advanced brewery i mean it is it is amazing to yeah. go down and behold the 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 equipment i mean it's it's brand brand spanking new very efficient um and they had this one thing that you know we didn't touch upon earlier when we were talking about hops but they have this weird thing called a hop jack and and that's that was one one little thing that like throws you out there that that you don't see a lot of breweries do right. i was wondering fred maybe you can comment on that and talk about your hop jack well, it's kind of it's a specialized piece of equipment that um, we're talking about drinking IPAs and everything. And actually, I, hops have three compounds. It's not just bitterness, but flavor and aroma. And most of flavor actually comes from the aroma of the hops. But as you cook hops, the flavor and aroma go away very quickly. So what you do is you withhold the last aroma hopping. And as the beer goes through the whirlpool, which it kind of starts to cool down, collects any undissolved solids in it, you load up this hop back. Think of a giant stainless steel tea bag. Load it to the brim, and the hot, the uh, fresh hot wort comes from the whirlpool. It's not boiling anymore. It's not cooking, but it's still pretty hot, and it makes a two, three-minute contact time with the hops, and it actually still has the, the energy to melt the essential oils, the oils within the hops, but it collects them. It doesn't change them. So they get to sit right on top of the beer. So you get a nice nose and a nice aroma. So it just translates through the flavor without developing that mouth-drying bitterness. But it's pretty nice. I mean, it looks like a rocket ship. That's pretty cool. Now, where do you pick up something like that at Hop Jacks R Us? <laughs> like, is there a catalog that comes? It comes from Germany in 1810. You know what? Actually, that's the, the uh, ironic thing was the Ger- when we had it's. Uh, it's a Braukan brew system built in Bavaria. And when See, they came you. in, wow. it's actually an English piece of equipment. So they're shaking their heads. Nine, this is uh, English this is not German. <laughs> English to like, Germany no, coming to America. But We're this right. is, yeah, this this is America. We This is craft beer. We want this. So took them some tinkering, a little bit, you know, their engineering magic, and they came up with it. So we're trying to explain to them the design. And there was, it's one of the first they've built. You know, they didn't build too many of them, so it's, no, you got to do this. And they actually kind of fought us on it a little bit. Like, this is not German beer. And we're like, but we're Americans. This is craft beer. Yeah. That's nothing, nothing like ticking off a German. I mean, that, and I've been to a bunch of breweries, and that's kind of something that, like, kind of really struck me that's unique and different that mm-hmm. I've never seen before. So that was very, very neat. And what a 
awesome explanation because it has since evaporated my brain since the last time <laughs> I was down there. <laughs> I'm like, they have this thing called the hop hop jack. It's a hop, you know, it's yeah. it's a hop jack. Jack. A hop jack with both hands up in the air, shrugging your shoulders. Yeah, why like not? everybody. I just saw three of them on the way here. <laughs> there was a tractor, tree? Yeah, a uh-huh. tractor trailer was rolling down. Do you want it? Do you want a hop jack strapped on the back of it. Do you want to crack open the pumpkin? We're, we're running. Seven yeah. minutes. We're up against it. Everybody's having fun. We're going to crack open the old pumpkin. Now, we, we have a, a whole slew of pumpkin things wow. coming up next month. This is the, uh, the pumpkin beer season. Really making a mess in the studio today, I just want to say. <laughs> no, we didn't spill anything on a keyboard today. We're no, right. you didn't. No, it, it, yet. It, yet. It's fun with the pumpkins because a lot of people, you know, when they think of pumpkin beer, they think, oh, it's pumpkin. Like, the, uh, the flavor not. is not so much the pumpkin because if you ever bit into a pumpkin... You, you don't taste anything. <laughs> so really, it's it's a spiced beer. That's what a lot of the, the aroma and the flavor, where, where, when they say pumpkin beer, it really means pumpkin spiced beer. Many the, the many pumpkin, pumpkin beers have no pumpkin in them at yeah. all. And that's what I want to ask yeah. Fred is what they do with their pumpkin beer. Uh, ooh, there's a couple hundred pounds of pumpkin per brew, but it's funny how you talk about the, the spice beer. We experimented early on with a pumpkin beer, and it was, learned a little bit of a marketing lesson because people don't, they're telling us there's no pumpkin in here. I'm like, oh, we peeled it. There's a lot of pumpkin in here. Mm-hmm. But we didn't use the traditional spices. We blended mm-hmm. it with some fruit, and they're... So we learned that when people talk about pumpkin beers, generally they associate that with grandma's uh, pumpkin pie. Yeah. So Guy really went to an old-fashioned pumpkin pie recipe and starts working out the ratios of spices. And when he brewed this beer, it was the first thing. I'm reading about beer, traveling around, looking at it. I mean, it's, um, it's science. It is organic chemistry. It's high science. But this is one of the first times that Guy's like comes to us, brews the beer, he's like, I have two more weeks. We're like, well, yeah, sure, but why? He goes, I just want to make sure I got it where I wanted to. So you're sitting there. He would walk over the fermenter every day and pour himself a sample and just sit there, stick his face over it, smell it, taste it, smell it, and go back the next day. And he comes out, two more weeks. So he brews wow. another batch of beer so we could just tweak the spice level, tweak the ratio. And it was just, he kind of said, we just... We, Gave him full trust in it, and it was really just his taste and flavor profile. That, But he just used a traditional pumpkin pie recipe that he dug out of God knows where. Used it for his inspiration for the uh, for the flavors, and boom, this was a uh, spiced pumpkin. God ale. knows where it can be scary, but this, uh, yeah, is, this but, is, know, is pretty he, good. He's funny. He brings, uh, there's been a couple things where I've said to him, and, you know, the light bulb goes off, uh-huh. <laughs> and he just kind of walks away and goes to the drawing board. Wow. No, you know, a, a lot of the, the pumpkin, unless unless you're caramelizing and roasting it, the pumpkin really is just going to kind of give a little bit of mouthfeel, a little bit of creaminess into a beer if you're adding pure pumpkin into that. But otherwise, it's, you know, a little bit of color, but otherwise it's just going to really just be there in name. But a lot of the spices come through. But it's nice. This is only, what, 4.8%? About 4.8, yeah. Yeah, so it's nice. It's really easy to drink. Because a lot of the pumpkins that we see now, especially because... People love just uh, going over the top. A lot of the, the pumpkins we're seeing are, you know, imperial pumpkins. So a lot of the pumpkin beers we see are 8 9%. So it's and nice to see a really sessionable pumpkin that, beer. Those are the ones, those imperial ones that are heavily spiced, a yeah. lot of them. And, and that's all right. I, I like it. Some people like the heavily spiced ones also. Some people don't. It's too much for them, and they want to have something lighter. This is very much a lighter. Yeah. You can taste the spices, but it's balanced in there and very light. 
Yeah, it's know, still really easy drink. It doesn't fatigue you. And it's a fun beer, too. Again, it's not supposed to be overthought. It's supposed to be more of a dessert beer. And even my wife likes to take the glass and rim it with cinnamon sugar like a margarita. Mm-hmm. Pour the bottle right down the middle, let yeah, it breathe. That's a, big, and, that's a big New England thing. Or yeah, almost, it but just, yeah, but I mean, it turns it into dessert. Here yeah. you go. Yeah, that's a big New England thing. People rim the glasses of their pumpkin beer. I remember talking to, uh, Fred, you know, the, the, the who's the owner at Southampton? Uh, Don Sullivan. Don, okay, yeah. Yeah, Don, Red was, Sox fans rim something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You what? had to throw that in He'll there. He'll get his, don't worry. Ugh. But, uh, no, I was talking to him about that, and we were talking about how people rim that, and I, I, when he first told me that, I'm like, I, I've never done that. I've never, because it's just not a thing here, but when you get up in the New England, that's a, that's a big to-do. People love doing that, lining it with a little bit of the spices and everything to kind of really bring it out even more. No, at 4.8%, it's nice to see, like, a really sessionable pumpkin beer. It's- you know, the, the thing that jumped out at me is we when we cracked it, it it actually, yeah, I didn't even have to stick my nose towards the glass. I mean, we cracked it and poured it, and I could smell it from yeah. three feet away, the aroma, and that's awesome. I mean, that's that's something yeah. that really jumped up. Spices are there. The flavor is there. The mouthfeel it is, is yeah. truly exceptional beer. This is, this is a good one to have when you're going out with friends now this time of year. You know, it's a really nice sessionable one because a lot of, you know, I love Weyerbachers, but that's 8%, and you're going to you know, run into some problems well, over there, time. there's tricks with that. In, in, at the bar, we'll do a little shot of rum chata, drop it in there, a little pumpkin bomb. I've I mean, done that there. Pumpkin bombs are like, uh, hey, why not? And that's you want to talk about adding some more spice yeah. and some heat to it and kick it up? Then just drop a, drop a, do a, do just a, drop it in there. Do a pumpkin bomb. If you go to the back of the house and do a pumpkin bomb, here's what happens. The great pumpkin comes out of the wall. <laughs> it's great. All right, guys. Well, with that being said, the great pumpkin will be arriving soon. Tis the season to enjoy such fine beers from the Susquehanna Brewing Company. And I know they are available at the Backyard Ale House. Hey, why not? Why not? Why not? How much longer are we keeping that patio open, buddy? Oh, patio pa- patio's open year-round. Yeah! I mean, you know, when the, when the, when the weather uh, turns uh, for the... For the worse, yeah. uh, you know, it is Northeast PA. Yeah. We'll throw the tent up. So Sounds like a good time. Man, we'd, we'd let it rip. There's no, let there's, it rip. No, there's no stopping it. All right, guys, we're happy to have everybody here. It was a great show. We had a lot of fun. Fred, thank you very much from the Susquehanna uh, Brewing Company for being here, bringing all these fine beers, killer swag, good stuff going on. Uh, thank you very much. It was a blast drinking beer on Saturday mornings. How can you beat that? Can't beat it with a wooden sticker, lick it with a nine-inch tongue. For Dirty Derek hanging out here, thank you very much for giving the lay of the land while we drink all this fine craft beer. And, of course, Dr. Johnny Blindside, you're wearing your uh, one of your infamous Scranton Eagles jerseys, I could see. Well, it's football season. And you are wearing sunglasses inside the studio. My future show, Brett, I have to wear shades. That's you must have been listening to some Huey Lewis before you came that in today. <laughs> all right. What's up? You've, worse, you've wasted another hour listening to the beer guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's our new tagline. <laughs> okay, go out and get a life. On behalf of all the guys in the studio today, I look back and I consider yourselves dealt with.